guys, and welcome back. I'm here with my sister-in-law, Lydia, today. Hey, everybody. I'm super excited to be here. This is fun. And actually, Mary <laughs> Beth's here, too, just in case she wants to ask any questions, too. Hi, everybody. So, Lydia is just a couple years older than me. What are you, 20? I'm 27. I'll be 28, 28 next <laughs> month on the 28th. Oh, wow, nice. Happy yeah. birthday. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. And Lydia, you just got engaged, right? I just got engaged on <laughs> May 3rd to the love of my life, Dustin, and we're getting married October 1st. That is super exciting. Yes. How'd you meet Dustin? I met him at a moving company we used to work at together, Little Guys Movers, back in 2015. And here we are, seven years later, going to get married. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah, so today I wanted to talk to you kind of about your last couple years and some of the overcoming some struggles and addictions that you had because i remember being with you and mary beth like probably two years ago and you saying like i don't i don't really ever see myself getting married and you Mm. just weren't at a great place um mentally and even physically and spiritually i don't think and now you're Mm. just absolutely rocking it so i I just want to hear from how you got to a to b because now you're engaged (laughs) all sorts of stuff so working out six times a week and yeah yeah (laughs) rocking it we just ran uh the three of us just ran three miles yeah, like an hour ago so yep oh wow that's a that's a big question well i guess okay. first of all you, you had some struggles with alcohol and smoking right yes so how did that start okay i'll keep it simple i started drinking at 14 years old and started smoking at 16 years old and it wasn't automatically just i'm addicted to alcohol i have to drink 24 hours a day, seven days a week at the beginning. It was more of, I was a binge drinker and I blacked out like every weekend and I thought that was fine. Mm. Um, and then the smoking, I smoked like here and there every time I drank, but I drank a lot. So, which means I ended up smoking a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so to keep this a little short, I would say from about 14 until 18 no 14 to yeah 14 to 18 I drank on the weekends pretty much every single weekend I was intoxicated and smoking and then I had a little short period from about 19 to 20 where I had a personal trainer six days a week I quit smoking I did still drink but I only drank like maybe once every month So I had a personal trainer for like six months and I met with him five days a week. I was super into fitness and the alcohol at that point had not caught up to my body. So I wasn't really like gaining weight from it or anything. Um, So yeah, I just briefly got, I briefly quit drinking kind of like only once a month from for a six month period between 19 and 20. And then um, I got that job at the moving company. That's when things got way worse because we could drink there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I started drinking after work every single day getting drunk yeah i wouldn't black out every night but i would definitely get drunk and then i would go to work and just repeat and then i ended up injuring my back working in the office and that's when i started drinking really really heavily and it started getting to the point where i would wake up in the morning and i'm like oh well they drink in the office so i can just i can just drink a beer before i go to work and i don't have to feel sick and then i started realizing i don't have to like go anywhere i can just drink a few beers at lunch and and it just slowly got to the point where 
I would be really, really shaky if I didn't drink because I just kept giving myself alcohol. Like I would never let myself recover. I would just keep drinking. So what what age were you at at this point? Like how old were you? Okay. At that point when I started drinking like throughout the day, I would say I started drinking like throughout the day at age 23. Okay. How many drinks would you have a day you would say? Okay. So... Y'all are going to be mind blown because, well, okay, I'm 5'8". So those of you who don't know what I look like, I'm 5'8". At that point, before I gained weight, I was about 145. Okay. And so getting up to the point where I got really bad, I could easily drink a half a gallon of vodka to myself. Wow. Um, or 20 to 25 beers. Wow. Yeah. It wasn't like any small amount. Like this was a serious problem. <laughs> I can't even so, drink that much water. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was really bad. Um, yeah. Now I'm not saying that every single day that's what I drank, but when I would have vendors and I would not have to work or something, and I had days off, I would literally just drink nonstop. Everything was a blur. And then so, talk about like uh, your smoking. Like how much did you smoke? Oh about? yeah, smoking. And guys, the reason we're talking about this is this all is going to fit into where I am now. And just so you can see the power of God and mm-hmm. that. Where I am now is only supernatural, okay? The abuse I did to my body, it doesn't make sense that I am where I am now. It's only by the grace and mercy of God. But I smoked about... When things got bad, I was smoking a pack a day. So I'd say about 23 years old till 26, about a pack a day. Yeah, and so... Did you ever try to quit smoking and drinking? Oh, yeah. So I tried to... I never thought... I would give up drinking. That was never a thought in my mind. So I would try to quit smoking though. But when I drank, I just loved smoking. So it never worked. Like I had to quit both, but I didn't want to quit drinking. So yeah, it, it, I never could. I would quit smoking for like maybe three days, five days. And that was tough. Actually, I think the longest I went went was two weeks. And then the longest I quit drinking at a time was like 13 days. And I thought I was so cool. Like, wow, I'm sober. (laughs) And then there I went. Well, I do imagine that being tough though. I mean, I know... You know, my dad's worked with a lot of people who struggle with addictions and stuff, and it's just sounds like it's a really hard cycle to get out of. Yeah, it is, especially when you're not doing anything to fix what's happening inside. You're just trying to quit. You're trying to be disciplined, but you really need healing. You don't just need discipline. Right. Right. Um, I imagine it doesn't start with just throwing a pack of cigarettes away. Like, no, that's it not, does not. Yeah. So I want to say this, too. I did go to several different... I say several. I went to a few different places. I started, I went to this ranch where I only stayed 10 days because it was really, they encouraged, like you smoked cigarettes all day long. So, and you didn't really get healing. It was just like you worked on a ranch and you couldn't drink. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that helped me not drink, but it didn't help fix what was happening inside the root issue. So I lasted 10 days there. That was, I think, 23. And then I would, I would quit drinking so many times and always end up in the hospital because little did I know I was actually having withdrawals, but I thought I was having panic attacks. Okay. Which that's a sign of withdrawal. But I would always like, okay, I'm going to be sober. And I got into AA. Once again, it's all self-help. Like, you're, you got to get to the root. Like, you can't just avoid drinking. Right. Yeah. So. What, what would you say was like a turning point? Like, when was the turning point? <clears throat> like the one that got you to realize, wow, I need to... I, I kind of have a problem and I need to actually go in a different direction, I guess. <laughs> well, that's like, yeah, I, I, I can tell you. And just how God worked in that, like, this would, yeah. Yeah. But, so several times I knew I had a major problem and I would take it really seriously. And I actually got to the point where I was like, 
I'm not going to wake up one day. Like I just knew I wasn't going to wake up because I was waking up like on the floor and like, how did I get here and stuff? Mm -hmm. And I knew that when you're at that level of intoxication, your heart can stop. And when I went to the hospital one time, I was at a bar and ended up in the hospital. I don't know, but by ambulance, like they said I was a point over a point four alcohol level. And I was, I remember all of this. I was not blackout. I could fully talk. Wow. And they're like, you should point five. Wow. You're dead. Wow. Crazy. Absolutely dead. Point four is it's lethal. Like even point three, you're lethal. Wow. That's so the, crazy. And that was normal. Um, I'll get to answering that question, but just one yeah. more thing I wanted to, just so people are aware of the situation. Like more. Really um, there was one time I was like with friends at where I worked after work, we were hanging out drinking and I um, woke up in my bed and I asked them like, I thought we were hanging out there. They're like, yeah, we went to get cigarettes, came back and you were passed out under a chair foaming from the mouth. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Dang. So several, that's like just one little thing. I, I would wake up places I had no clue how I got there. So, but the final, final turning point where I am, how I got where I am today is May 24th, 2020 um and hey this kind of goes along with you guys <laughs> That's the day after our wedding actually. yeah well i i wouldn't say like this circumstance was like oh this is a turning point because things had been this bad before right. but here's what happened i had got a dwi may 8th after i had just quit my job so it was kind of a god thing because i quit my job because of covid and i did not want to wear a mask and then i got a wreck if I had not had a reg and got a DWI and got my license taken away, I would have gone on and got another job and still lived my life in Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. And I would not be alive today. But because I got that wreck, I lost my license. I couldn't get anywhere. Mm-hmm. It says in Hosea, like, God will literally block her path. Mm-hmm. Okay? He blocked my path. Um, I was actually wow. signing up to do, like, sex work. Wow. And wow. every time I would try to sign up, it asked for my ID. And it's, you know, kind of embarrassing to talk with family, but I mean, it's the truth. You know, I was trying to do anything I could. I actually got on this website called Seeking Arrangements where I would um, basically try to find a sugar daddy. Mm -hmm. That was my second time to get on it. And I actually had a guy that was on the way to meet me and I canceled it because I got scared. Oh, wow. Because they say they'll give you money and really it's, you're having sex for money. Um, So on May 24th, I woke up, I had having major withdrawals and I actually went to, you know, y'all's wedding was a disaster for me at least. And, uh, I was debating, like, do I go to their wedding? Because if I don't want to go, cause I, I knew I would have to drink to go. Yeah. Cause yeah. I was, I already had been having a bender before that. There was no way I could have gone without drinking. Absolutely not. I'd have to like go to the hospital or something. Yeah. So I just made the choice. Like I have to go. And so that means I had to drink. And obviously that was, it was easy for like, my mom said, please don't drink. And it's like, that's, I don't think people realize when you're in that situation, that's not an option. Right. Mm. Like, so anyways, the next day, the next morning I got on a web on mercymultiplied.com and I applied for mercy multiplied, which for those of you that don't know is a place for women with life controlling issues to go and get help (laughs) and to get healing for their life. They do not focus at all on, okay, let's talk about your alcohol problem. We actually never once talked about it. Wow. Really? No. Because that has nothing to do with it. Right. We talked about, let's talk about your family. Let's talk about your dad, your mom, your siblings. Let's talk about you. And I was there for seven months and it changed my entire life. I finally realized like things I'd never dealt with. Um, 
and I feel I'm getting ahead of myself. Well, no, you're good. I mean, <laughs> this is part of the story. Yeah. It's like but, you, yeah. you, you, get, you had to get to the root of the issue, and mm-hmm. I think Mercy helped you do that mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Yeah. So you went to Mercy Multiplied, and mm-hmm. this allowed you to identify some issues and some problems and just how, – how did that go? How did it look from like, okay, I have a problem. I'm going to go seek help. How was your heart going into that? Were you like, I'm just ready for whatever they have for me? Or were you still kind of resistant to whatever they were going to do? Or Oh, yeah. So when I applied in May, I was not happy. And I this is important in the story because I feel like a lot of people could relate to this. I wanted to get better, but I didn't want to give up where I live, my friends. I didn't mm-hmm. want to give up my life, what I thought was life, right? Yeah. And I just want to tell everybody out there that is not how it works but that's not bad news right okay you have to literally say i am going to let go and i'm going to start over i'm giving everything up you can't do half and half you've just got to let go and and start an entire new life and i can just say this you will not regret it when you fully trust god he will honor you he will bless you he will give you the grace and mercy to get through and i am a living testimony of that so i had a horrible attitude i said i'm going in september and i'm getting out in february and if it doesn't work that way i'm not going well okay so it it didn't go that way because god knows better and i i am dead serious about that that is the truth so i had a few more benders when i moved back to little rock i moved back to my parents because i had nothing left to do in fayetteville i couldn't afford my bills i you know, had a DWI. So they're like, all right, if you're serious about going to mercy, move home with us until you go. And I said, okay. So moved back. I had two more major benders with alcohol, like very scary, probably the worst I've ever had. And ended up the last one at the hospital. Well, I, I, I forgot to mention I self-harm throughout all of this. So I did cut myself a lot. I still have scars on my thighs. Um, but I self-harmed and I was like, I just want to go to the hospital. Like, I just want to go to detox and just move on. Like, Mm. this is it. So my dad took me to the hospital. I was in the drunk tank. They wrote me a prescription. So the next day I could start taking it to come off alcohol. But I ended up going to a place to detox called the crisis stabilization. And it was a very scary place. It was an old jail cell. And literally you had a little room with a bed and they gave you a little basket with deodorant, a comb, it was male and females. You all shared one bathroom with no lock. And it was people coming off drugs. I was the only one there for alcohol. And it was just really scary. Or people that were going mentally insane. Oh, wow. So <clears throat> I saw a demon that night. He pulled me from my bed. I was screaming for help. And I just said, Jesus. And that demon fled so fast. And it made me realize like Jesus is real. Like I knew he was real, but I experienced it firsthand. Um, I got out of that place after three days and that was the turning point. That was on September 25th that I got out on my dad's birthday. And I said, I don't give a crap if it takes two years to get to mercy. I am going, I'm going to have a good attitude. And my mindset changed from there. So I actually started getting healing for three months prior to going to mercy. Wow. And I remember um, calling my brother Dawson and I was just like complaining and all this stuff. And he's like, Lid, 
you keep wanting God to do something, but you're not doing anything yourself. And I always remember that conversation because the next morning I set my alarm for 7 a.m. and I went running. And at that point, I could only run from my house down to the stop sign. That was it. And that was maybe 0.2 miles. Oh, yeah. Like hardly. I I mean, because I was still smoking, y'all. And I knew going to Mercy, I would quit smoking because you can't smoke there. But I did continue to smoke until I quit December 19th, 2020. Cold turkey. I told God, God, I'm not asking you to take away the withdrawals. I'm just asking you to take, not let me be anxious. And guess what mm. he did? He took away every withdrawal, everything. To this day, have oh, not touched a cigarette. So wow, that's so And that's, cool. once again, the grace and mercy of God because he does love me so much. And he, he cares, you know. He's like, I got you. And he sees my heart. Okay. So I gave up. I remember going to my grandparents' field saying, God, I, I give you everything. And... I had a great attitude going to Mercy, and attitude is everything. Like, I was dead serious about my life. I'm like, I'm getting my life back. At that point, I weighed about, my heaviest was 194. Going to Mercy, I was 186, and I came out of Mercy at 155. Wow. Wow. (laughs) I lost altogether. It's 35 pounds? Yeah. Yeah. And what, yeah, so... Um, but at Mercy, they focused on like portion control and you ate the best food. And I'm talking, they don't get you that great value stuff or the cheap stuff. They get you the nicest, most expensive food that most people don't even buy for themselves. And the whole program is free thanks to donors. Wow. Yeah, it was, it changed my life. Um, we had a fitness program there. And I just want to say this too, for anybody struggling with fitness, uh, I went into there, could hardly breathe. Okay. Couldn't hardly walk up the steps, but I started at the bottom. I had this girl that would go run up and down the stairs, and she said, you want to do it with me? And I was like, well, my lungs are still healing. She's like, come on, let's just do it. So I started out. I could get six minutes. We did it every day, 10 minutes, 15. Soon enough, I could do the stairs 30 minutes. Wow. Then we'd start running every weekend. I could run for 20 minutes straight. Soon enough, it got to 30 minutes straight. Then I could do 45 minutes straight. I just kept working. Like, you got to start somewhere, guys. And the thing is, you just got to start. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to see results over one day or two weeks, but you're going to see it happen if you stick to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My life has never been the same. I've never turned back. That's so cool. Yeah. I, lo- <laughs> I love hearing your story and bits and pieces of your story because it's mm-hmm. such a comeback story. It's like you overcame so much. And I feel like it started maybe with your relationship with God and just your mindset shift. Mm -hmm. And so your spiritual journey, your spiritual health just improved and your mental health improved. Mm -hmm. And then as a result, you were allowed to focus on your physical health too, which is honestly a bonus on top of all that. And now you were telling Mary Beth and I earlier today that you're active like six days a week now, whether it's CrossFit or running, you're doing quite a bit of CrossFit now. Yeah. um, I want to go off what you said about it is spiritual first. When you let God in and just let him love you, show you who you are, your body's going to change. When you get rid of shame and guilt, it actually comes off of you. Your face looks different. Weight comes off of you with that, literally, I believe. And so that that was number one, is getting healing for my heart. And um, yeah, the fitness is a bonus. I just love taking care of myself now it's it's fun it's like it's my life and i i owe it to myself and i owe it to god but yeah i do crossfit um it's getting hot so honestly like one to three times a week now but i was doing it five days a week 
I also on top of that, so, but I am active five to six days a week. So like if I'm not doing CrossFit, I'm either running at Two Rivers Park or somewhere around the house, or I like run to Pinnacle, go up one side, down the other, run the base trail, and then back home. Um, so it just depends. Like there's so many ways to be active and, and just being outside and moving your body. It's just so good for you. And allowing like the earth to touch your bare feet. And like, I say this a lot. I'm sure people that know me know this about me, but you're letting in creation. You're letting in God himself, like the, what he made into your body. And I I just think that has a lot to do with health more than just working out. Like you need all of it combined and you're going to see major results spending time with, with Jesus and, and letting him, just speak to you, right? you know, right. that that's number one. And just getting out there in his creation, the beauty, I have a blog called the beauty of life. Oh, nice. Um, and yeah, I, God just, he made all my dreams come true. Y'all. Yeah. Like Tim said before, I so hated cool. love. I was disgusted by it. Actually at y'all's wedding. I, in my heart, I was like, this is sick. Like how do people do this thing? And I would seriously think people were faking it. Like, you really want to be with this person the rest of your life. Like, that's so dumb. And when I say the only, like, only God can change a heart, guys. Yeah. Only God can change a heart because I'm over here now and I see clearly. I wasn't trying to see. I wasn't trying to get where I am today. That's God. I I totally believe in it. Hello, I'm engaged. Like, I never (laughs) thought I would get married. I'm almost 28. Like, I definitely thought I'd still be drinking and... I always said, I do not want to marry a Christian man. Ooh, like I just, and now I'm over here like, praise God, he got me out of that mess. That story is so cool too. Oh yeah, we won't even. We'll go there later. We'll get Dustin. We'll have to get Dustin on here. Actually, yeah, we'll have to have you guys on together. Oh my gosh, that (laughs) would be amazing. Basically a power story. Power story. It's just, like I was saying, it was not long ago that we were, us three riding the car together. And you were like, yeah, I'm never going to get married. Oh yeah. I just love that it was like a domino effect like one step at a time you're like okay god's like the power of jesus is real Mm -hmm. so i'm just gonna ask him like lord would you help me with this and he helped you with that and so much more and like now he's just like fulfilling the desires of your heart oh yeah i think it's so cool it's so refreshing to watch mary beth do you have anything to add i mean i just agree like yeah just the power of the holy spirit in you changing you and i remember that christmas whenever you like were going you were getting off smoking and things like that mm-hmm. and you had tried before but then and I didn't even realize that you would stop smoking but then mm-hmm. you were just super pleasant and you were like no like it's not like literally ask God to like just help me and yeah. like I haven't had one withdrawal and so it just mm-hmm. that's kind of been your story from you know this point on like God the power of God just changing you oh it's just been amazing so yeah thank yeah, you and you've always been a pleasure to be around but I've even yeah. seen a mindset shift like Two years ago, you know, a lot of the conversation revolved around like you and what your life was. And now it's just so God focused. Like you, yeah. you're so good at pointing back to God. You're like, hey, listen, yeah. I could not have done this if it wasn't for the help of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I just think that's so beautiful. Yeah. Like, so cool. Because literally I could not have done it. I mean, it's I, I just sometimes I don't know what I'm saying. I just want people to see that this is not me trying. Like there's no way I if. 
the people that knew me in the past, there is no way I could get to where I am. It is all supernatural. Guys, Right. Well. actually, a year and a half ago, a year and a half ago, I couldn't even hardly run 0.2 miles without dying. I can easily run three miles. That's my go-to, but I can run four or five. I ran yeah. up to six without stopping. Right. I, it's absolutely insane. And I, I don't... I really want to end it with this, or at least say yeah. this. I don't, unless you guys have more questions. No, but you're good. I mean. Like, I don't think believers in Jesus Christ say this enough. Jesus actually wants our dreams to come true, and He makes them come true. It's not all like give up your life and and um, it's going to be tough. Like, I just have a different mindset. I it doesn't have to be hard. If you see the beauty in disappointment and pain, because there is beauty in it, right? As weird as that sounds, and that, um, I expect good things for my life, mm-hmm. and I've said that since I left Mercy. I expect good things for my life. In the past, I never would have said that, and God is there, ready to give me good things. He He wants to make my dreams come true, down to the smallest detail, down to the smallest detail. I have hundreds of stories I could tell on just small details, but. You know, we don't have time for all of that. But um, just know, guys, that Jesus Christ loves you. He wants to make your dreams come true. When you fully just give him your heart and your life, it's actually not that hard, y'all. It's not. It's it's hard to survive. Think about this. What are you really giving up? Mm-hmm. You know, are you really giving up something that's that great? I thought I was giving up my precious life that was just what I thought was amazing. No, it was, I was actually going to die. I wouldn't be here today if I kept going down that road. I actually gained life. And it's the attitude, guys. It's the mindset. Yep. Absolutely. Well, Lydia, I'm proud of you. I know Maribeth's proud of you. Yeah. And I think your story is inspiring. I really appreciate you sharing on here. And what was your blog called again? It's the beauty of life. Now, um, it's the dash beauty dash of dash life dot com because the beauty of life was taken. <laughs> um, but you know what? Check it out. I'm kind of behind on there, but you'll just kind of see my mindset yeah. and the way I view life. It's some really good stuff. And it tells, I think, more in-depth stories of her just her overcoming, you know, her alcohol addiction and things like that. And it makes mm-hmm. me cry. So you should definitely read it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. Y'all. Check it out. And Lydia, you're an inspiration. Guys, that's just a reminder. Maybe you can only run two-tenths of a mile or even less, but just take a step. Get out yep. there and do some stuff. Lydia, I really appreciate you hopping on. And Mary Beth, thanks for helping interview. It was yep. so fun. Thank you. All right, guys. We'll catch you on the next one.